0: the things that I've noticed is that I don't have the strength or the power in my own right to live the life that God wants me to live. Have you noticed that too? We try and we fail. What we need is power, power from on high, and fortunately that's exactly what Jesus has in mind. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today, as we continue with the next message in this series called Walking in the Spirit. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about my special edition book. It's called Power Unlimited, and I'd love to send you a free copy to help see the power of God unleashed in you. Today we're continuing this series of messages called Walking in the Spirit. You know, I often think about this, it's it's kind of strange to me how God has set things up. He himself is spirit. We can't see him or touch him or, or hear him here in the physical dimension where we live. Now, of course, at one time in history, he stepped into the physical dimension when Jesus came and dwelt among men. But that was 2,000-something years ago, and and whilst we can read about Jesus and who he is and what he has to say and what he does, we can't experience God in the physical dimension in the same way as those people did back then in the first century. So now we have something of a dilemma. God lives in a dimension that's spiritual, and you and I, we live in a dimension that's physical. How do we communicate with God? How, How do we know not just about him, but how do we know him? How can we have a relationship with him? Well, fortunately, that's something that God thought about, and to do that, he sent his Holy Spirit, one of the three persons of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He sent his Spirit to dwell in us. You see, this problem happened the moment Jesus was set to depart from this world, the physical God departing, leaving what? Well, fortunately, leaving behind the Holy Spirit. And this is the promise that Jesus made to his disciples, the ones who were to become the apostles, who would spread his good news throughout the known world. John chapter 14, beginning at verse 15. He said, Look, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. So Jesus promised to send his Holy Spirit to those who believed in him with their lives. And in fact, in those final days and hours before he was crucified, this is something he promised over and over again, that through the Spirit of God, the Father and the Son would come and make their home in us. Now, you and I, we have a body, we have a soul, our mind, our will and our emotions, and deep down we have a spirit. It's at this level that the Holy Spirit connects with us. So, after Jesus has risen again, and just before he ascends into heaven and leaves his disciples behind, he gives them this instruction. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. He ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now the disciples, as it turned out, thought that this was fine, But that wasn't the most important thing to them. You see, Jesus was their Messiah. And to the Jew in the first century, that meant something like the warrior King David of old. To boot the occupying Romans out of Israel, to restore the kingdom of Israel, the disciples, despite three and a half years with Jesus, were more interested in what was going to happen in the physical dimension of their lives instead of the spiritual dimension. I wonder, does that remind you of anyone you know? Have a listen to the exchange between them and Jesus about this: their physical concerns on the one hand and the spiritual priorities of Jesus on the other. Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. So when they'd come together, they asked him, "'Lord, is this the time when you'll restore the kingdom of Israel?' And he replied to them, It's not for you to know the times and the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. Do you see that? They're interested in perhaps the most important thing from their perspective. So so um, when's God going to finally restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus completely brushes that off because he didn't come to restore the kingdom of Israel. He came to usher in the kingdom of God, and that's spiritual, not physical. Again, have a listen to what Jesus said earlier on this subject, Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees, when is the kingdom of God going to come? And he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. Now, Jesus, in the very last thing that he said to his disciples before he left them and ascended to heaven, was the fact that he wasn't so much interested in the physical dimension. His priority for them, these men who would go on to found the church, his real concern is that they should have spiritual power. The power of God in them. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and even unto the ends of the earth. Why is that? Why was this Jesus' greatest concern? Because he knew that without the power of God, without the, the witness and communication and encouragement and guidance and truth of the Holy Spirit, these men simply would not be able to do the things. That they were called to do. If you read the book of the Acts of the Apostles, which in my view should really be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles, what you see is that these men came across horrendous opposition. They they were called on to do mighty things, and many of those things were miraculous. They went way beyond the ability of these 11 men. And Jesus knew that if these men had power from on high, if they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God, they could do whatever God needed them to do, and then some. And friend, that's how it is with us. We we kind of think sometimes that it's all up to us, and, and our gifts, and our abilities, and our hard work, and hey, I'm not knocking any of that. But even as I sit here and share the things of God with you, I know, I, I know beyond any shadow of any doubt that I could not do what I'm doing if it weren't for the power of the Holy Spirit. Part of walking in the Spirit is, is being filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit so that we have the power to do what God has called us to do. The power to resist the evil one, the, the power to overcome temptations, the power to love those who abuse us, the power to die to self, the power to take up our cross and follow Jesus every day. Friend, those things take power. They take power that is way beyond any of us. And it's for this reason that God has sent his spirit to dwell in us. Now tomorrow we're going to see how the spirit of God even before he came upon these men in power guided them in the physical dimension. And that's the exciting thing that the spiritual and the physical dimensions aren't two separate things as the holy spirit dwells in us. He gives us the guidance and the power that we need to operate for God's glory in this physical world in which you and I live. That's the exciting bit. But but let me encourage you to open your heart and your soul and your spirit to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He would come and dwell in each man and woman and child who has set their trust and their faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He would come and clean us out from the inside. He would come and fill us with power and transform our lives so that we may be the vessels clean, pure, and holy that shine the light and the glory of God into a lost and hurting world. That is God's plan for each person who believes in Jesus. With all my heart, I want to see power unlimited, Holy Spirit power, the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead Unleashed in you and through you. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, Power Unlimited. It's one thing to believe in Jesus, but he's not looking for comfortable, pew sitting believers. He has so much more in store for you. He means to change the world through you. So I'm praying that by his Spirit, he'll revolutionise your life so that you can become all that he made you to be. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective.